This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Joseph. I'm Stu. I watched the debate last night. <laughs> That's not uh, how it works. Oh, I thought you had to say something interesting dude, about yourself. man. Mm. Dude, man. Man, dude. Jaffe's here, too. From Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> you both suck at this. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. you, you wouldn't make good Renaissance men at all. No, probably at not. At all. No. <laughs> uh, big debate last night, and uh, wasn't it great? Whew. I, mean, I feel good about the future of the country, I'll tell you that much. Yeah! Oh, yeah. I mean, there was no doubt about that. Going in, you knew you were going to love the the chances for us uh, because either one of them win, and you're <laughs> you're doing great, great. Well, okay, you can't have Hillary, but Trump. You know the but Trump, Hillary sucks, but Trump. Yeah, Trump has a lot of issues, but Hillary. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's where we are. Apparently, yeah, he's got a lot of things, and okay, he grabs some crotches. And he kissed some women who didn't want to be kissed or whatever, and he says some things. All men say that. Especially if you're a star. Oh, come on. I want to hear the big apologists today tell me that they do the same thing. They do the same thing. And I want your wife in the room when you admit it. And I want to see what happens. I want to see what these married men who, gosh, they can relate so well to this Trump bullcrap... And they, I mean, every man does this. Come on now. It's locker room. A, I've not been in a locker room since I was in high school. Okay. I don't hang out of locker rooms a lot. And now some people might say, well, what about the gym? Look at me. (laughs) Okay. Look at me. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, I haven't been in a locker room in a long, long time. And nobody uh, talks this way in my circle. I don't talk this way to Stu. Stu doesn't to me. Even this douche over here, even he doesn't talk like that. Come which, on. Which is amazing. It's, a, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. The other part, too, about this is, you know, because people would say, I think you can look at the of, the quote of what he said about the famous uh, grabbing uh, the, the genitals of women mm-hmm. um, as he basically not goes up and... Uh, hey, how are you? And grabs lower than the hand to shake it. I mean, I don't think that's what... I think fairly you could probably say that he's just saying women want to hook up with him because he's he's a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says, he says let them, I think, in there. Like, they'll let them do whatever you want. Now, they'll let you do whatever you want. 
Mm -hmm. Let you indicates in reality they actually are willing participants in this process. However, pretty clearly he's saying he was trying to legitimately hit on a married woman and have sex with her. Mm -hmm. And actually went to the extent of taking her out and buying her things uh, to do so. And he failed, which is nice. It's nice to know that, you know, Nancy O'Dell, who was a married woman, and he admitted that. And by the way, he was married at the time as well. Uh, she didn't go for it. And you got to wonder what Melania Trump really thinks of this guy. I, it, I, it was it, look, if you're already there, a few there. weeks after his marriage yes. to her. And, and he's doing this. And she was pregnant um, at the time. Uh, but I mean, again, like if you're married to Donald Trump, how could you possibly care about such things? I guess right. you'd know, right? right. You'd, you'd know what you're getting into. Or you should. Yeah. You should. Because he cheated on Ivana, right, with Marla. Cheated on Marla with uh, Melania. And he's probably cheated on Melania multiple times as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fairly clear. Yeah. Um, I will say this, however, I'm less concerned about what he's doing to unwilling women than I am to what he did to that chair last night. What, what was what was happening there? Uh, can we get a shot of the uh, shot? Because this is very disturbing. What's he doing back there? He seems to. He seems to have made a move on the chair without its consent. I actually. Well, I mean, oh. Oh wow. Oh my. I mean, that's a that's it's a well timed photograph. You're like, that's so great. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know if the chair offered consent. No, we don't. We don't. We don't know. I don't speak the chair. We don't know. So, uh, so uh, uh, is it true we have Evan McMullen on today? It is true. Good that's, day for it. It's a good day. Good freaking day for it, I will say. Uh, I would like to hear what he has to do with this. Like, coming up in just a few minutes. Let's play some of the clips from uh, last night. This Want is- to? Want to play the clips? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's play them. Uh, I really confused you with that. You did. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. What you didn't know what I was uh, saying. So here's them. I, well, they made a big deal about this, and I don't know. At the time, I I thought it was a little odd, but was it intentional? The no handshake thing. Watch. I I think it was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Here here we go though. Uh, I noticed it because CNN was making a big deal out of whether or not they were going to shake hands. And sure enough, oh, oh, no, uh, no, 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 because of this election, if you if you found someone that uh, doesn't agree with you and now you don't talk to them or whatever, uh, realize how quickly those things can turn around. Yeah. I mean, the, the Clintons they went to freaking Trump's wedding and now they're on stage accusing each other of rape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and probably in six months he'll be donating to them again. Probably. Or the other way around. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just none of this means anything to these people, which is kind of the reason it's frustrating. Uh, one of the big things that we actually didn't even discuss on radio was, uh, and I think this is. Um, this used to be a big deal, at least. When a vice presidential candidate sp- straight out disagrees with the candidate on a major policy, that happened in the vice presidential debate. Trump was asked to answer what the situation is with um, Russia and the VP, uh, you know, Mike Pence disagreeing. Uh, and here's what happened. Mr. Trump, let me repeat the question. If you were president, 
What would you do about Syria and the humanitarian crisis in Aleppo? And I want to remind you what your running mate said. He said provocations by Russia need to be met with American strength and that if Russia continues to be involved in airstrikes along with the Syrian government forces of Assad, the United States of America should be prepared to use military force to strike the military targets of the Assad regime. Okay. He and I haven't spoken and I disagree. I disagree. You disagree with your running mate. I think we have to knock out ISIS. Well, that's an interesting wow. dynamic. It doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Um, more interesting than him disagreeing is the fact that they haven't talked about it, right. which, of course, is <clears throat> obviously another lie. Yeah. Because, of course, they've talked about it. Yeah. Um, of course, he know he watched the debate. He's, he said all the things that happened in the debate. He tweeted. He live tweeted the debate. Uh, he obviously saw that moment. He would have known that he didn't agree. So just another lie. But an interesting moment, I suppose. Well, he's he's never considered any of these things. And Mike Pence is a politician who has. Mike Pence understands what the deal is in Syria. He, he understands where his position is and should be. And that's, that's what he continues to try to say, even though Trump has no idea on any of this stuff and continues to spew whatever's in his head at any given moment. So it's impossible for Mike Pence, uh, who is a, a, a fairly decent guy, I think. And has decent policies uh, for the most part. I probably agree with him on 80% of things. Um, he, it, it's impossible for the two of them to stay together. Unless Pence just flat out fabricates every position he's ever had. Oh, that's the requirement of the job. You know, and, and he, I guess he won't do it. He, he refuses to do that because they're split on Syria. They, it seems like they were differing on something else, too. Yeah. And then Pence didn't, I'm a really, de- well, he didn't defend him on but this. But what will Trump do today? Oh, well, look, we have our disagreements, but of course he's at the top of the ticket, and yeah. uh, he gets to make those decisions because uh, he's running for president. I'm just, uh, you know, just giving my opinion. I was asked a question, and I gave my opinion. And, uh, and I can assure you that any other positions that I disagree will no longer come out. Uh, that, that won't happen anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think the issue is, I think Pence realizes he has some wiggle room. Um, with, because uh, there are uh, numerous issues in which Donald Trump has no basis of thought. Yeah. So he feels like he, we, when Trump hasn't given lots of details, he can kind of try to get ahead of the policy and set it. Um, I think he's tried to do that several times, uh, where mm-hmm. he has come out and said, ah, you know, Trump hasn't specifically said he's against this. Let me get it out on the record, and then Trump will probably come along. Uh, here is an example where he did not come along. Um, you know, I... I and I'm not surprised by that, because obviously Trump hearts Putin, loves the guy, thinks he's wonderful. Yeah, he does. And he admires does. him and, and is jealous of the fact that he can't do, you know, he can't just throw Hillary Clinton in jail. He actually has to go through due process. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of knowledge about the inner workings of Russia, though. So there's nothing that, uh, you know, it's not a, I don't know how he could know that he likes Putin. Right. Because- and that's a funny, a great funny moment, too, Jeffy, because it's like he... Is on the defense because he, Hillary says you love Putin too much. So his excuse to that is to say, I know nothing about Russia, which is not a good excuse. It's actually much better to, th- to, to admire Vladimir Putin than have no idea what the inner workings of Russia are. You're running to be president of the United States. You absolutely need to know the inner workings of Russia. How do you defend that, too? How do you, uh, by the way, how do you defend that? Like, a guy's got no knowledge of, of Russia. Uh, what, what are the tacos going to say today? Who, who support the guy. Yeah. Well, a lot of candidates don't have a lot of knowledge 
of the inner workings of Russia. I think they'll, 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 uh, they'll click the ignore button on that one. Yeah, they'll have yeah. to. Because it wasn't, if it's it brought up big, to them, though, what do they do? It wasn't a big news moment. Um, you know, so uh, if, if it's brought up to them, they'll say, well, Hillary. Yeah. Well, Hillary. Oh, Hillary says she knows. Maybe she brought the reset button or whatever. Yeah. You know, they yeah. Throw yeah. it back. Again, that is what you do. If you're a Trump surrogate, you don't talk about Trump. By the way, the smart thing to do. I mean, absolutely, you so just bad. keep reminding people how awful Hillary Clinton is and, and hope that people just remember that. Um, whether that's enough, I don't know. I don't either. Uh, the Clinton camp, I uh, had this to say about Trump's put Hillary, she'd be in jail if he was in charge uh, response. It is, uh, it's just <laughs> awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. <laughs> I mean, that makes me I laugh. I can't believe she set herself up for that. That makes me I, laugh. I honestly I thought know. that she was a little bit smarter than uh, that. She I, did that a no, couple she of times. No, right yeah, yeah, she walked right walked into right it. She walked right into it. Uh, but he's so unpredictable with that kind of stuff that you just never know. I mean, he could have done that with a lot of different things. Yeah. but. The Clinton camp says that he sounded like a banana republic dictator. Oh, stop it. In saying that. Nice try. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to say? That's true. What are they going to say? Well, uh, I mean, has it ever happened before in a presidential election where you say that you're going to put the other person in jail? Not to my knowledge. I mean, I've never seen that. Not to it my knowledge. It is kind of a notable Maybe in thing. the 1800s. I don't know. Right. Because Maybe. a lot of weird stuff happened in those elections. <laughs> uh, more patents, too, coming up. We've got Evan McMullen. Uh, from Skype, He'll, via Skype. He's not, he's not from the company. Skype, no, he's no. not. Uh, so we'll talk to him in a second. Our friends at My Patriot Supply really have your back. And this is a great time to get prepared because we've seen what can happen if you're on the East Coast. You've Boy, seen no what can happen. You can be without power. You can be not able to go to a grocery store. They might be closed. There might be no money in banks. I mean, it's tough to get food in those circumstances. Yeah. Uh, well, one way you can get food, uh, and the best way to get food, uh, emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply. We're talking $99 for four weeks. The food lasts for 25 years. So you're not, you're not even going to have to think about this. Now, if you want to go further, you can do that at My Patriot <laughs> Supply. They have every single need you could possibly want in basically every single category. So... It's your one-stop shop for sure, but yeah. uh, you know here four weeks knocks away pretty much you know almost every single contingency. We just uh, just about doubled our our uh, supply, and so it, we got a lot of food. But it, it comes in these really handy containers, and I think it's a three-month supply in each of them, and so it's stacked up really nicely in one of our rooms in the house, and it it just it, it doesn't take up a lot of space. It's not like the old way. When you had to have the huge canisters of rice and beans and all that stuff. This stores really well because it's freeze-dried and then you just reconstitute it with water. And that's why it's, and it tastes delicious. They really work hard to make it taste good because you don't want to eat it, even in an emergency if it's crappy. Yeah, right? and that's why they have to limit it to two per collar because Jeffy tasted it in he the would grand eat it all. one time. He would eat it all, literally all of it. He, he would just call and order all. Right. Give me all of the four-week food supplies. <laughs> So call 888-411-5290 or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. The number again, 888-411-5290. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. 
Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The debate might have had you uh, feeling that you don't really have a choice to vote for anybody uh, yeah. for president. Mm-hmm. And even some of the third-party options have left uh, a little bit to oh, be... jeez. Uh, Gary Johnson's an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare for me. Mm-hmm. I, no, wouldn't consider him. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still... I don't know. I, I still have a few candidates I'm looking at. And it's weird. I've never been undecided. I mean, I'm decided I'm not voting for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Yes. But uh, yeah, there's other candidates in the mix, one of which uh, is on the phone or on Skype with us now. It's uh, Evan McMullen. Uh, Evan is running for president as an independent, uh, and he joins us now. Evan, you with us? Great to be with you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, interesting day to have you on, I would say, uh, following a debate which was uh, sort of a disaster <laughs> and a, a tape from Donald Trump. Uh, that was, I mean, even by the words of his supporters, abhorrent. Uh, can you give me a reaction uh, to the tape to start us off? Well, yeah, the, the words were vile, but it's really about what he says that he or what he said that he does, which is grabbing grabbing the, the private parts of women uh, without mm-hmm. their consent, and because he's a famous guy and can get away with it, and uh, that sort of thing. I mean, look, it's just awful. Period. But then to to remind yourself that this man is the nominee of the Republican Party and one of the two major party candidates in this race, a step away from the Oval Office. It's really disappointing for our country and, uh, you know, even alarming. So that's what we've got. We've got him and we've got Hillary Clinton, a deeply corrupt politician, as our two major party candidates. They are the personification of the leadership crisis in our country. Can you give us a percentage chance, Evan, on what are the odds of a tape like this with Billy Bush coming out from you? <laughs> uh, pretty much zero. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, Evan, how how are things going so far in um, in the states on which you'll appear on the ballot? Uh, you're on in is it thirty some states? Or we are on the ballot or registered as a write-in in thirty four states. Thirty four. That'll grow, that'll grow to forty three or forty five by the time we get to November eighth. The vast majority <laughs> of Americans will be able to cast a vote that counts for me on November eighth. If they see my name on the ballot, obviously it's about checking the box. If they don't, they can write me in, and in most cases, their vote will be counted. And and are are you hitting the campaign trail? Are you going to these key states where you've got a shot? 
Yeah, we are. We're, we're moving uh, along our strategy. Uh, we've got a, a Mountain West uh, focused strategy with some yeah. other states added in. Uh, you know, we have a presence in, in uh, Michigan and, and Iowa and, and Minnesota and elsewhere, uh, Virginia. So there are a number of states that are important to us. We're a three-month presidential campaign, so we've got to be very strategic about how we use our resources. Definitely, uh, we're, we're doing that, and we're you know we're seeing a lot of movement in the Mountain West right now in response to this Trump tape. I think people who were already you know realizing that that Trump was no good, but maybe they would just have to vote for the lesser of two evils. He's just become such an evil that you know mm-hmm. they they just can't. Many people just can't go there, and they're giving us a new look. We're seeing our engagement online just skyrocket. Uh, Google searches for me and for Mindy Finn, my running mate, are, are through the roof. Uh, so a lot of great things are happening, and we're trying to you know ride the wave. Let's talk specifics here for a second, Evan. Let's talk specifically about Utah. There was a poll that came out in Utah that I believe had you at 12%, meaning that you're really a factor here uh, in this race. Um, talk to a voter in Utah who is sitting there saying, look, I don't like Trump, uh, but I got to vote for the guy because I, I, I don't want... I, I, you know, I don't, you know, Evan McMullen's not going to win. And talk to someone who, who just saw this tape and has that line been crossed for them? If they're sitting there saying, look, I was going to vote for him, but I can't vote for a guy who does these things. What's your pitch to them? My pitch is that your vote is worth more than simply uh, a choice between the lesser of two evils. Even if he hadn't said these things, uh, it's still the case. Right now, we're, we're sold this line by politicians and by some in the media that it's really just one of two people, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Actually, we've been sold this line for a long time. And it causes us to lower our standards for our leaders, and therefore we get lower quality leaders. And we see that at play also in this election. And it's not just Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. It's the members of Congress who won't stand up to Trump. Or if they do stand up to Trump, they're willing to say they're not going to vote for him, but not what they're going to vote for. And so we have a a crisis of leadership in this country, and I believe it comes in part by our, and I include myself in this, by we uh, Americans not using our voices in the system, which are our votes, to stand up for leaders who we actually want to see in office. If we do not use our votes and our other resources to promote leaders who we actually want to lead this country, we will never get them. As you... As you talk to people, what uh, what is the number one issue on their mind? What is the thing they're most concerned with right now? You know, I, I would I would I want to say the economy, national security and government reform. Mm-hmm. Those are important. But I hear so much from people these days that it's about leadership. It's about character. It's about commitment to the country. And people look to these two major party candidates and they don't see that. They see two people who have been engaged in self-dealing and self-promotion for their entire lives. And, you know, there are other character flaws there. But that's what the American people are seeing. And that's why the, the negative ratings for both of these candidates are sky high. So actually, we get a lot of people. I get a lot of people coming to me and, and Mindy gets them coming to her now, too, uh, who are just saying, thank you so much. You're a breath of fresh air. We, we, we trust you. We trust your leadership. You're the kind of leaders we need. So I think it's about character now for a lot of people. 
Um, um, a lot of people are looking in this audience. You're you're speaking on a show in which the audience has named Donald Trump the grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame. So there are not uh, a lot of fans of his, particularly on this program. There are a lot of people who I think are looking to uh, vote or have seriously considered at some point Gary Johnson. They have this moment, however, where they have to look at what is Aleppo. Last night with Donald Trump, he said on a national debate stage that he was not familiar with the inner workings of Russia. I mean, this is a moment that no one is talking about. But Amazing. how can we have a president who goes into this and says he's not familiar with Aleppo or the inner workings of Russia? Can you talk about that? And, and, and you know, are you any better or are you just another guy that doesn't know apparently anything <laughs> about world events? Well, I've been to Aleppo, and it was a beautiful city before this crisis, and I do understand the inner workings of Russia and of Vladimir Putin, and enough to know that he is undermining our democracy. Our intelligence services just said this a few days ago, and somehow, well, the news became about Donald Trump's uh, tape, and that's fine. That's a, it's, a, it's a vile thing that needs to be addressed in the public square. But the bigger story right now, or, or another big story that I don't think is getting enough attention, is the fact that Russia is actively undermining our democracy, and Donald Trump is a key part of it. And, and it's not getting a lot of attention in part because Republican leaders aren't talking about it. They aren't opposing Trump because they see it happening. This is the national security party, or the party that has been so strong on national security issues. Yet when it matters most, when their nominee is facilitating Russia's undermining of our democracy, they're absent. They're silent. And this, again, is part of what I describe as a crisis of leadership. You know, when I when I saw you at the BYU game uh, <laughs> last weekend, I I mean, I am this close from from pushing the lever for you on, <laughs> on November 8th. But uh, Mitt Romney was there at the same time. Have you talked to him about getting on board with you uh, and your candidacy? Look, I'll say this. Mitt and I are in touch. Mitt and I, uh, Mitt is a good man. I have a lot of respect for him. We have the same goal here. Mm -hmm. We believe that Donald Trump poses a true threat to the republic. Yep. I have cards that I can play and that I am playing. Donald Trump uh, uh, has his cards, obviously, but Governor Romney uh, has his his cards to play. That's the point. And he, and he needs to do what, what he sees fit to do in this election and what he thinks is best. Uh, and so I respect that. But look, we've had a lot of help from him and from his team in terms of, you know, strategic advice. Um, and, and also, you know, we're, we're using his email list as well. And that's, okay, that's good. a very big deal. Yeah. So there are things, but there, look, he's got to, he's got a couple of cards to play and he needs to play those in the best possible way to stop Donald Trump from taking control of this country. Um, and I, I expect that he will do what he thinks is best, but what we're doing, frankly, doesn't depend on Governor Romney. We would love to have his vocal support. Mm -hmm. But we're building something that's gaining such steam at a grassroots level. Just regular people who are fed up and regular people who yeah. know that it's time for a new generation in this country. That's what this is about. Those are the people who are supporting us. And those are the people who matter most to me. How do people get involved, Evan? How do, how do, how do they uh, donate and how do they volunteer for your campaign? They can go to evanmcmullen.com and they can donate and volunteer right there on the website. And I would encourage people to do that. We do, do not have the support of a major party. You know, we're not sitting on millions of dollars uh, to, mm -hmm. to help us do what we're doing. 
we have sort of enough to get by on and enough to to advance our, our cause with. Um, but it's it's because of these people across America who are chipping in where they can to help us out. And every little bit helps. And, and that's how we've been going. But also people have been volunteering. So people have been donating what they can, but then also volunteering their time. And it's just been incredible and humbling to watch. Um, one more before you leave, Evan. Uh, there are several groups of people who are generally speaking conservative-leaning, Republican-leaning, that can't vote for Donald Trump. Some people are, you know, just would rather not cast their vote for a genital grabber. Uh, some <laughs> people uh, just, just don't like his... Yeah, no, it's a, I, you know, it's a, it's a low, yes. it's a low yeah. hurdle to clear, but mm-hmm. I feel like right. you've cleared that one. There's some people yeah. who don't, would don't want to vote for someone who has, you know, nasty rhetoric about certain issues, and you seem to easily have cleared that one as well. Speak directly to the people who say Donald Trump is too liberal for me, because that is where I really started. All of this Mm -hmm. other stuff, while I think it reinforces real negative things I feel about Donald Trump, the first reason I opposed him was because he was was liberal freaking policy. Where are you more conservative than Donald Trump? Well, just about in every way, really. I mean, look, let's let's be honest with ourselves here. Donald Trump is is a lifelong liberal. When he decided to run for president in the Republican process, you know, he changed all of his opinions. But mm-hmm. let's be honest with ourselves. Are we to believe that a man who's as old as Donald Trump is and has spent a lifetime being a big government liberal from New York? Are we to believe that suddenly he's become an originalist uh, with regard to the Constitution or a limited government guy? No. This is a guy who's spoken in favor of single-payer health care. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's defended Planned Parenthood. He's been for late-term abortion mm-hmm. uh, rights for, for people. Uh, this is a man who's spoken against the Second Amendment. Look, this guy is not a conservative. You know, and the, the idea that we could trust him, he's a con man who's pretending to be a conservative. The idea that we can trust him to appoint originalist justices to the Supreme Court is laughable. And we're so mm. desperate for that that we want to believe that he would. Many people do. But we've got to be honest with ourselves. This guy is a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And we've got to reject him. He is, he is a big government liberal. He wants to lo- he says he wants to lower taxes. But he also wants to uh, he also wants to increase spending. So you wonder, well, how do you want to pay for that? Well, he says, I want to raise more debt. There's nothing conservative about that. Do, have you have you thought through who a few of your Supreme Court nominees might be? Uh, I've done some thinking on that. Yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, his list that he got from the Federalists is a good right. one. And I, yeah, I support is. Yeah, yeah, I support those. But look, I'm a real conservative. But he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't support that. He's already backed off of both of those lists. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's also he's also said that his sister would make a great Supreme <laughs> yes. Court justice. His sister's a big pro-choice liberal. liberal. And then he and he says Peter Peter Thiel would also make a great justice on the Supreme Court. First of all, what does Peter Thiel know about the Constitution or law? And probably not much, given that he's been so vocally supporting Donald. So, you know, Donald Trump is not a constitution, is not an originalist. And and do we really expect, especially if Republicans lose the Senate, do we really expect Donald Trump to fight the the Democrats in the Senate over Supreme Court justice nominations? Not Not a chance. No way. And by the way, I'm sorry, I just have to say this. In a Donald Trump administration, it will not matter how conservative the court is. The court's power ultimately comes from, yes, the Constitution, but the respect our leaders have for its power, according to the Constitution. Donald Trump has demonstrated a total a lack point. of respect 
for our system, our balance of powers, and for the courts. Yeah. If he's a president, he will be, I believe, uh, uh, an authoritarian who will run right over all our constitutional checks and balances and rights. Mm. I think you're right. I agree. Evan McMullen, uh, evanmcmullen.com. Evan, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people, the argue I get from a lot of people are, is, well, look, we know Hillary Clinton's going to be bad. And, you know, at least there's a chance. We don't know with Donald Trump. Maybe he won't be. How the hell don't you know? Yeah. This man's got a 40-year public record yeah. of doing horrible things to everyone he comes in contact with. <laughs> yes. How the hell don't you know? <laughs> I, I, because why? He's saying something a little bit different now where a, a certain percentage of his policies uh, sound a little bit conservative, even though he has no understanding of why they exist or how he came to those conclusions. Uh, how don't you know? And all the Why same people, don't you understand all of the same people who are all 100 percent all in for Donald Trump, even though he is a lifelong progressive. And now he's changed literally every single policy he's ever had multiple times, multiple times. And they would never accept that with with uh, Mitt Romney. Romney was like, oh, I, I'm worried about him. He, who knows what he really believes? He flip-flopped on a portion 12 years Are ago. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, maybe he did. But, I mean, that's one policy. This, this guy has flip-flopped on everything. Uh, I'll never understand. You guys talking about flip-flopping and changing. Donald Trump's talking about morphing. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's morphed. Oh, that's right. He morphed. He's morphed. He morphed on everything. He's morphed. So. I'll say this about Evan McMullen. For, you know, you know, I like Evan. He's 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 been on the show a couple of times. He's been and he's been a good guest, I think. Um, yeah. But he's got his experience is very solid. I mean, the it guy is. was yeah, a, he has he has foreign CIA experience, guy. CIA experience, and he has economic experience. Yeah, and Not he to worked with the, with the House of Representatives. He was a, a, a key advisor for them. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good combination. Yeah. Of, of of experience because he worked he worked in the in the financial uh, he's good. area. He's he pretty good in the CIA, and he's worked in policy. I mean, he you know you, one thing you'd understand watching last night's debate, which is clear, even though I cannot stand Hillary Clinton from the beginning is she clearly has a better understanding of the job she's applying for than he does, meaning Donald Trump. I mean, he oh, doesn't yeah. know basics anything. about the thing he's about to do. <laughs> he doesn't know and, anything. And just from that test, I think, I, you know, Evan passes that very well. Yeah. Um, and well, I, there's you know, a difference. Uh, Donald Trump's a real estate agent. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, he doesn't necessarily real estate. He knows marketing of real estate. Yes. More patents, too, uh, coming up in a minute. Not that there's anything wrong with real estate agents. No. I just don't want them to run for president well, from reality. Well, you know, you, okay? actually, uh, you can't be a realtor without, without being a member, a member of, the of the National, National Association, Association of Realtors. Realtors. And that's people need to remember that. Yeah, they do. This is Kevin on the National Association. I don't know. All right, welcome back. Triple A seven twenty seven. Back is the phone number. I thought Evan was good. I thought he was. He's a good option. I mean, I, you know, again, a lot of people are looking for who to vote for, and he's, I, I, you know, I would like to vote for somebody on my. On it's my a viable ballot. option. I would like to not have to write somebody in, to be perfectly honest. I just don't. Me like too. Him. But we, that, he, in Texas, you'd have to because he's not on the ballot, right? So he's. He is. I think he's a, an official write-in right candidate, yep. so they will count the vote. Yep, and that's uh, yeah, and, and that's important to me. I want the vote counted. I, I want yeah. to make that statement. Right. If you write in Ted Cruz, <clears throat> most likely your vote won't even be counted. Yeah, they'll just throw it um, out. So Evan McMullen so. is a writing candidate. Daryl Castle is also a writing candidate. And I'll tell you, man, he showed up at the BYU game. He is a BYU grad, 
and he showed up last week. That shouldn't affect your vote, Pat. <laughs> now, if he was an Eagles fan or something, then, okay, then it makes sense. Or a Blue Jays if, fan. If he was a fan of America's team, yeah, Blue right, Jays. Uh, right. um, who, the, by the, the way, defeated the, the Texas Rangers in their uh, divisional series. A team much closer to America's team than the Canadian one, actually. So I don't even understand what you're saying. Why yeah. would you say something like that? That doesn't make any sense. Makes a lot of sense, actually. But that was uh, bad luck charm. I mean, that's he was at the game that they lost, right? No, he was at the no. They won fifty-five, fifty-three last week. Oh, okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did win yesterday, by the way. They did, did win wait? yesterday. They yeah, they, they crushed the Big Ten reigning champions, Michigan State, thirty-one fourteen. East Lansing, Michigan. Yeah, take them down. First ever meeting between the two, and uh, probably the last because I think they scared the hell out of them. They don't ever want none of that again. <laughs> and yet they're going to get some of it in twenty twenty. I already know they're playing again in Provo in 2020. So. That is embarrassing that you know. Isn't it? Well, I mean, it's it embarrassing. Was, I know their future the schedules. Play, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's always, it's almost always a home and home yeah. when you're dealing with elite that's programs. What they like do. That. So that's what they do. Yeah. Anyway, I told you last week that we're going to win out, and I said it starts this weekend with Michigan State. You said they're not going to beat Michigan State. It's not going to happen. You remember that? No. Yeah, it happened. It Man, happened. He shot you down hard, too, Stu, when you said that. He was pissed. I don't pissed. know. I don't even know anyone on their roster. And yet you said it. No, I didn't. Right. No, I didn't. I don't have any basic knowledge. Did he not say it? Did he not say it? We were both right here. Right here. We're going to have to pull the tape. We're going to have to pull the tape because you said it. That's vital for the audience. And now I want you to eat those words. (laughs) Well, again, they haven't won out yet. (laughs) No, but they beat Michigan State. I said it starts this weekend with Michigan State. They're not going to beat Michigan State. That's what you said. I don't know anyone on either roster. I know. And yet you said it. (laughs) <laughs> I remember saying that, but it's possible, I suppose. I'll say anything to Tori. Did it happen? Jeffy, did it happen? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, let's, right. ask, let's ask a bigger liar. Oh, Donald Trump isn't available. Because that's the only one. And there's no Hillary Clinton around to ask, so let's go to Jeffy. Uh, but um, it was a good weekend. Yeah. It was a good weekend for you, too, because your dumb Blue Jays won. Right? Right you mean Eagles lost, though. That. That's America's team right there. Which would you rather have, an Eagle win or a Blue Jays win? Probably uh, this one because it's much more important right now. Yeah, in the playoffs, right? yes, I could do. Yeah. And not to mention, I'm still thrilled with the Eagles being three and one. I thought they might win three games all year. So, uh, and they, you know, again, it was a oh, bad loss. They're going to su- surpass your over under uh, by a lot. Good. Yeah, and that, I mean, you kind of hedged your bet there, yeah, right? Yeah. You win either either way. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, the Blue Jays won last night, and the most important part of this, of course, is uh, first of all they swept the Texas Rangers, um, which was delightful. Uh, but beyond, do you have that, a special hatred for the Texas Rangers? This year, I do. Why? Because they because of the whole punch game, you know, where like you got this stupid uh, someone named Rugi uh, decided to punch Jose Bautista in the face, um, and uh, you know I, I think someone pointed it out with a great sign in the stands, which was I'd rather be punched in May than knocked out in October. Ah, that's boom! Good. So, that's good. Um, yeah. So again, and not to mention the series was that's won good. on an error by Rugi Odor. <laughs> where he threw the ball away for no freaking reason and the Blue Jays won. So, How do you name a kid Rugi? What is How it, Rugned? Is his actual name Rugged? Rugned? Rugned? What, what, where does that come again, from? Again, Rugned? I think, I think Pat, that's what Pat said. How do you name your kid mm. Rugned? I don't know. I've never, I, I mean, you know, I, I've never heard of it. Obviously, we live in a very diverse country. I've never heard the word the name Rugned before. From any country. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's fine. You can name your kid whatever you want, and people do. I mean, there's a moon unit out there somewhere. Yes. Uh, I mean, it might, be, family, it might be the so. full name for Rutabaga. I'll see. Rud, what, what is it? Rugned. I will say. Rugned, um, Rutabaga. Probably better. Don't worry what you name him. Just disown him as your, as your child <laughs> after this year. 
Uh, that's that would be my advice. <laughs> but good thing is uh, the Blue Jays advance to play the, either the Bal- uh, Cleveland Indians or uh, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, did the Orioles were, did they make it into the playoffs? Yes, and the Blue Jays dispatched sure. them as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. Dispatched. So that shows you how closely I am paying attention to baseball this year. The Astros kind of sucked this year, so I was kind of not into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started out really strong and then petered out pretty quickly. Anyway, um, should we take a break and come back on the other side with yeah, some of this stuff? Because we're a little let's late. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll have a list of, the, of some of the candidates, of the people who have uh, come out of the Republican Party to bail on Trump. We have the actual tape we haven't shown you yet. What happened with Billy Bush and his little you know, situation as it relates to this, which is interesting for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Back in a second. And, of course, uh, BYU's homecoming game no, against uh, Mississippi State. I don't think that's We'll true. detail that whole there's thing no, coming there's up. There's no way there'd be in just no. It will not happen. <laughs> Under See? any circumstances. Oh, it's happening. Disaster. We're going to get to this in just a second. New, new poll coming out from, uh, here we go. We have these numbers here. All right. These are eye-popping. Really? This is this is a, um, a poll from NBC News, um, scientific poll, after the tape, before the debate. Okay, so right. does not factor in what happened in the debate last night. So night. it was either uh, Saturday or Sunday before the debate. Yep, it was both. I believe. Okay. Uh, four-way race: Jill Stein two, Johnson nine, Trump thirty-five, Clinton forty-six. In a two-way race, the lead balloons to four. Points, fifty-two wow. to thirty-eight. Wow, that is about the worst poll mm-hmm. I have seen for, uh, for Donald Trump wow. in the entire election cycle. And I'll tell you something: the the independent candidates or the third-party candidates are not gonna they're not gonna poll in the actual election like they do before the election. It, Usually, it almost never happens that way. Almost always. I mean, they could be polling at eighteen or nineteen percent and get eight. Um, when they're polling at nine, he'll probably get four. I, I, it's he's just not gonna. He's when people get right down to it, they're gonna pull the lever for either Hillary or for Trump. Many, except will. for us. We're not. I'm not doing it. But I, uh, there will just be a lot of people who have said all along. Yeah, I think they will, and it's gonna be worse. It's gonna be, you know, more like the the 14 point thing. Maybe it'll be 12. That's I mean, at this thing. point, uh, a lot can change between now and November 8th. A lot. Yeah, a lot can change. I mean, and again, I, I think there's prop. I've mm-hmm. not looked at the poll in, in, uh, in detail as it just is coming out as we're on the air. Um, however, it, it easily could be a, uh, an unfriendly uh, sample. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, 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 where, but I mean, this is the issues. You look at polls, how they move, right? So... Um, the NBC News poll, which has been, I would say, slightly favorable to Hillary. You know, m- you know, I think maybe the, when the race was the last poll they took, they got a six-point lead. When the race was probably more like three or four on average, um, and now they're saying it's eleven. Um, but the Rasmussen, which is a very Trump-friendly poll, had Clinton only up one, and now has Clinton up seven. It does seem like there's been a a, a big step mm-hmm. uh, uh, towards. Um, towards uh, Hillary, and I don't know that the debate... The debate was, to me, not enough to say, oh, he's fine. Like, there wasn't that moment in it. Like, people were saying he won, and I, I, I feel uncomfortable even freaking dis- you know, like discussing who won a debate like that. 
because they're both so terrible. Um, and I thought she missed a million opportunities. I thought he was, you know, terrible on policy and you know, a million different things. But, like, you needed a, a reason to think, okay, this person isn't this horrible person I saw in this videotape. And I don't think that was there at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did not, he, the most, he was not contrite, really. He not had a ri- quick, no. brief moment of, look, I apologize, I'm sorry, but look, Hillary Clinton's husband's raping people. Uh, <laughs> well, did, ISIS, which is worse, I'm just saying words, he's actually raping uh, women. I agree with you on that, although he did release, uh, you know, a minute and a half, two minute. Apology he said he was video. embarrassed by it. He said he and wasn't the proud of it. The video was already out there, and that was that it wasn't was the, bad. It was that the was most. Roger Ailes. It was the most. Wow, yeah. was that Roger Ailes? Because it was the most I've ever seen from. Yeah. Him. You know, because he doesn't apologize. He said it a million times. He doesn't I mean, repent. That, he doesn't apologize. That video was uh, coming from Trump. Damn near amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's probably Roger, because that's the only way out of this, right? You got to own up and 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 ask forgiveness and move on. So. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Billy Bush has been suspended by NBC yeah. based on a tape from 11 years ago. It's kind of interesting. CNN's Brian Stelter reporting he was suspended by the network. Uh, Dear Today family, I know we've all been deeply troubled by the revelations the past 48 hours. Let me be clear. this is There is simply no excuse for Billy's language and behavior on that tape. NBC has decided to suspend Billy pending further review of this matter. If any of you have any questions or concerns, please reach out directly any time of the day or night. Okay, I mean, it's kind of amazing. It is amazing because, I mean, kind of quite amazing. clearly. Unless the, they don't like the guy to begin with. Maybe. It's possible. Um, but and, qu- quite clearly, the Today Show has higher standards than the country. Yeah. Or at least the Republican Party. Right. Because he, I mean, he, you can't be the NBC Today Show correspondent right. when using that kind of language, but you can be president of and, the United States. And look, be clear about it. Wow. He didn't use that kind of language. Right. He played along with somebody else saying things. He said Which that is, the soap opera star was, was hot, hot as S. Yeah, but okay. I mean, that's so not, is that really something to be suspended and lose no, your job over? you don't over? get suspended for calling somebody hot. I mean, jeez. Uh, right. I mean, that, would be. Well, actually, I mean, that's... Kind of to my point of saying, you know, there's a big difference between when they say big that's difference. how guys yes. talk. I mean, that guys do di- say that. She's yeah, you know, there's a big a difference point. between, she, but that's between saying, of, "Hey, she's good looking." Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That Billy Bush, in many ways, is how guys talk sometimes. Yeah. Oh God, man, she is smoking she hot. Is smoking. That absolutely yes. can be yes. said by guys. Right. But to say, you know, to go to where Trump did. Now, I will say, in Billy Bush's moderate defense here, uh, he is trying to schmooze somebody for an interview. And so he is playing along and not, he doesn't come out and say, wait a minute, Donald, I demand you retract that statement immediately. <laughs> He's trying to get a freaking segment out of the thing. Now, that's not the best moral moment of his life, I'm sure. And he's playing along with it. And there's a creepy moment as they get out where he kind of is like, hey, give Donald a hug. He really deserves a hug right after they right. talked about her like this, which is creepy. But I mean, given, you know, I don't have higher standards for people who are today show correspondents than what Billy Bush did. I mean, that's, I mean, yes, should he have done it? No. But, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. If Donald Trump had even done what he did as host of The Apprentice, I would not be calling for his firing. I would be like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I would think he's a dirtbag. I wouldn't watch the show, though. I didn't watch the show anyway. Uh, even though, from Donald Trump's words, everybody watched the show. Right. 
But I don't think I would be out here being like, I can't believe this Donald Trump must be fired immediately. I mean, like, you'd say, like, wow, what a dirtbag this guy is. We seek to, like, Charlie Sheen. We weren't calling for Charlie Sheen to be fired from Two and a Half Men. I mean, I I expect that out of people in the entertainment world. This Mm -hmm. is a guy who wants to run the country and the free world. No. I mean, that is a, it's a fair line and a little hurdle to clear. Yeah. And, and NBC, surprisingly, is uh, drawing that line here. Uh, you know, they're not going to suspend him and then say, OK, he's back now. You, you know, this is the end for Billy Bush at NBC, right? He's going to be fired and, and like tomorrow or the next day. They'll say, oh, yeah, he's gone. Probably. I he's mean, gone. unless I don't know, maybe he'll have a chance to survive. If he's gone for a couple of weeks and comes back, and maybe he's contrite. That'd be highly unusual. More patents too coming up. Beck, it's uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, big list um, of Republicans who dumped Trump this weekend. There's quite a few. Quite a number of them. Yeah. I Both mean, senators and congressmen. There's a bunch of different categories to these. Red State has a big list of them. And, uh, you know, they're all different reasons. It's, it's funny. The opposition to Trump really comes in different. I kind of talked about that with Evan McMullen. comes in different leaps. It's like yeah. some people who don't like him just because he's too boorish or whatever. Some people don't like him because he's too liberal. Sometimes, some people don't like him because he comes out and says offensive things about policies where they don't mm-hmm. like, you know, they don't like him. You know, they don't like the wall or something. There's establishment people that don't like him for reasons that are completely different as to why we don't like them, mm-hmm. um, why, like him. But, uh, you know, there is a pretty big list. And let's go through some of these, because some of them are pretty interesting. Some of them you expect. Uh, Republicans who never endorsed or supported Trump, but called called on him to step down. Okay, Uh, Barbara Comstock, Charlie Dent, Jeff Flake, Will Hurd, John Kasich, uh, John Kotko, Steve Knight, Mike Lee from Utah, Mia Love from Utah, Susanna Martinez from New Mexico. Okay, so two U.S. senators and a bunch of uh, Congress people. Yeah, and this is not a full list, by the way, but we're giving you some highlights. Um, now, there's some Republicans who've rescinded their endorsements of Donald Trump because that first group, while interesting, isn't mm-hmm. particularly going to yeah. hurt the campaign. Mike, Mike Lee never Mike endorsed. Lee never was on board. So, and so, so yeah, him saying not. he wants him to step down is, is a good mm-hmm. moment to me for Mike Lee, mm-hmm. but is not necessarily going to affect Donald Trump's uh, campaign or the inner workings of it. This next category, though, this starts good to category. Start chip, away, uh, chip away at the 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 foundation of the campaign itself. Senator Ayotte, mm-hmm. uh, Governor Robert Bentley from Alabama, uh, Representative Bradley Byrne from Alabama, Senator Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia, Representative Jason Chaffetz from Utah, Senator Mike Crapo from Idaho, uh, Governor Dennis Doggard from South Dakota. I also understand that Governor um, Herbert from Utah also. Uh, yes, I... Oh, yeah, I think he might be in this. Uh, is he on this other I don't list? see him on the other list. No, he, he's not. He, he did, though. He was but he did, ones. too. One yeah. of the first ones. I don't think I don't he know had why endorsed... He's not on the list. I don't but... know. He hadn't endorsed previously, I don't think. Um, but this is, again, a partial list, so we don't have everybody yeah. on here. But yes, <clears> and that's one thing that I thought was interesting to talk to Evan McMullen about last hour was Utah, 
because of the fact that pretty much every elected official, except for Orrin Hatch, except for Orrin Hatch, um, still on board apparently. Took a, and and even Hatch, Hatch did the thing. Um, uh, Hatch did the thing where you don't rescind your endorsement, don't call for him to step down, just criticize him. Yeah, which essentially is what Trump did. Oh, uh, that right? wasn't nice. Trump did for himself. Yeah, thanks, I, these Orin. are bad comments. I shouldn't have made them, but things are more important. Yeah, uh, that was the Orrin Hatch way. Um, so there you go with that. Uh, again, and this is a, it will be a remixed version of this for Orrin Hatch, but uh, we'll give the quote anyway. Um, you know, it's this. Uh, this is not about what evangelicals are doing in this election. It's what this election is doing to evangelicals. Uh, you flip that around to whatever religion you happen to be talking about at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing. Sure is. Uh, here are Republicans on record opposing Trump who had issued statements condemning what he said or saying he should step down. Okay, Justin Amash, I mean, Amash is definitely, he's a never-Trump type of guy. Um, uh, Governor Baker from Massachusetts, Kaufman from Colorado, Susan Collins. Again, like, Susan Collins and Amash could not be more different on policy. They're criticizing them for completely different reasons, but that's what I mean. It's all spread all over the place. Uh, Corbello from uh, Florida, Dold from Illinois, Lindsey Graham, again, another one you'd think... Again, Lindsey Graham and Ben Sass are the next two. Totally different reasons. Mm-hmm. They're criticizing Donald Trump. Um, Carly Fiorina came out. Now, Fiorina had a quote in the media that we briefly talked about, uh, saying that, like, you know, she kind of was on the cruise bandwagon where it was, like, look, he's the worst guy in the world, but we can't have Hillary Clinton. Um, and uh, Fiorina had seemingly or reportedly said that at, at an event for a, a GOP event. Uh, here, though, she came out and, and, again, condemned what happened. Um, and did she say, I think she said, Debbie, can you confirm this? I think Fiorina said she would not vote for him now. <coughs> I could be wrong on that. Uh, uh, John Huntsman, uh, former governor. Um, mm-hmm. um, Tim Pawlenty, George Pataki, no surprises there. The one I wanted to focus on here was Hugh Hewitt. Hugh Hewitt, who, I mean, I don't know the guy. He's a talk show host. Um, all, all accounts seem that he's a good guy, and, and I think he's a, a conservative guy. Um, he's been back and forth, though, on this so many times. And I, I actually empathize with this because there mm-hmm. are moments, I think, in everybody's life where you're like, oh, God, I just don't, what am I going to do? I don't want Hillary Clinton, but I just, I, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has those. I mean, I've been very anti-Trump since the very beginning and, uh, you know, I have not had those, to be perfectly honest. But, I mean, they're both terrible. Uh, there's no good options here. Hewitt came out and said... Initially, he would support the nominee. Then he said Trump should step down before the convention. Then he said the only chance we have is to go with Trump. Now he's saying again Trump should step down. I mean, he has been, and I empathize, but he's been all over the place on this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's supposed to be the guy who's like the balanced talk show host, the guy who's like the thinking man's talk show host, unlike stupid shows like us that just, you know, yell spoons and 18 and milk at your radio every day. Uh, <laughs> why are we trying Jeffy? Uh, Carly but, has uh, called for him to step down. Yeah, so she's off the bandwagon. Absolutely fully. off the bandwagon. See, yeah. I don't know. It, it, my, my, my initial take on the step down thing is you think it's, it's the worst option, right? Like there's, uh, I'm not going to vote for him. I unendorse him. You shouldn't vote for him. Um, I think he should step down. But maybe it's a weird line people are drawing of like, I think he should step down. But if he doesn't, I'm going to have to vote for him. Well, we'll see if any of that starts filtering out. If Trump improves it will. It will. his polling sure. over the next few days, you'll see that sort of thing start I to think happen. So. 
Uh, look, I, t- I said I wanted him to step down, but he didn't. So I had to vote for him. We'll see if that happens oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. for, with some people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Condoleezza Rice and Arnold Schwarzenegger also came out. Of oh, no. Yeah. No, no. He's lost. Oh, please, no. Not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Not I mean, Arnold. Which Come is on. funny because he was the guy. I, we had some rowdy movie sets. Remember that? It was yeah. his excuse. Yeah. Yes. He is the foundation rowdy. for the locker, wor- rocker room excuse. Locker room yeah, excuse. yeah. Bopping the maid. Yeah, bopping the maid. Yes. Exactly. Um, however, yes. uh, Condi Rice is interesting only from the fact that the campaign had publicly floated her as a VP possibility. Now, there's no chance she was ever going to be the VP for Donald Trump, but they wanted it to be known they were considering her mm-hmm. back when they were listing their short, uh, releasing their short. Well, list. she's one of the African Americans who are great. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. She's one of the African Americans who are must great. African Americans are great, yeah. so he does care. Yeah. So that's and they not- wanted him. They wanted to know that he even consider one for a for vice president. So that is amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. He must not be racist. Uh, no, he's not racist. Come on now, come on. He said uh, he wants to do things that haven't been done for the African Americans who are great and the Hispanics. Who are not as great? Or? No, he didn't, he didn't really he say. He didn't specify that they were I, great? I understood that he was probably meaning that they, too, were great. Oh. But he didn't specifically say it. By the way, so. have we talked about immigration at all in either of these debates? Uh, I don't Has there been an immigration so. question? I, I don't think so. Other than, like, ban Muslims. But, I mean, that's not specifically right. an immigration yeah. question. Yeah, and it's not even... It's not even relevant anymore because it's not. It's not the it apparently morphed. And Trump, yeah, you know Trump, I don't Trump feel comfortable with that standard. I, 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 I don't quickly, either. Yeah, and I, I know you either. don't either. But I don't feel comfortable with the idea that it's no longer relevant because he's changed his mind sixty-five times. I it's know. still relevant. And but that's the case. On, talking yes. about not having borders anymore, right? And that was on his in his ISIS chat. Yeah, I mean he no me- he mentioned, but has there been a immigration question? Don't think so. Mm. I really don't think so. In either debate, I don't think so. Maybe the not VP since the Republican debates, right? I mean, there certainly was a many in yeah. the Republican debate. That's that's interesting. But that's what happens in these general elections. They 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 tend to sway toward liberal leaning questions. Like there's such income inequality, such a disparity now between the rich and the poor. Mr. Trump, what are you going to do to alleviate that problem? Well, I don't know. I'm going to let the free market system run. What do you mean? Uh, nothing. Well, is it hurting you that you make less money than me? No. Shut up. <laughs> that should be the answer right there. That's a pat- I'm Shut up. Gray and I'm running for president. Shut up. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, over the weekend on uh, on the wonderful world, oh. you, you solved something that it had to be solved, and I, I think it was about time. Yeah, I mean, I, and thank you for doing it, by the way. It was bad, and you notice it didn't come up in the debate, really. Right. Why? Because it was it already was taken care of. Solved racism Friday solved. night. I mean, even the racist candidate Donald Trump yeah. came out and said he wanted. He, he said black people were super nice or whatever. They're great. They're, They're great. great. Black people are great. And if that <laughs> if that didn't prove that we've solved racism, <laughs> I think maybe that. It's actually part one of this. It was a two part series: racist, racist tree in America. And number one, we kind of took on the alt right and the people who mm-hmm. were saying you need to fight for the white race and all of this uh, that we get on uh, social media all the time. And you're probably getting on your social media as well. Part two, we went the other way. It took on some of the people from the Black Lives Matter mo- movement are saying there's some genocide against uh, African-Americans through and because of white people and white cops. You need to know the stats behind this. They're not comfortable to talk about. Uh, and, it's uh, true, though. It's all true, it, right? Everything they say is true. Uh, no, that was Bob not Stevens. 
James Martin, Martin Bergstein, uh, and Billy Wilkerson. Don't say that one. The list, the list goes on. And the list goes on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we actually wanted to use that, uh, that clip from, because the, the, one of the people who did that was Carmelo Anthony. He's like, you know, Trayvon Martin, Mar- Michael Brown, and the list goes on. John Oliver did it too. I don't know if I can't remember which clips we wound up using for that uh, little segment. You'll see it here, though. This is All right. let's uh, solve racism together from the wonderful world of Stu. Welcome to the wonderful world of Stu and part two of our two-part series: races, racistry in America. The media has worked very, very hard, very consistently over a very long period of time to make you believe that white people really are not fond of black people. When it comes down to enforcement, they feel that, and people feel like it's still a slave patrol. People parade around in tanks. At a certain point, the burden is too great on the black community, and everyone, the white community, has to stand up and say enough and deal with their brutal history and their brutal system in which people are operating. I see a guy selling CDs. And he's killed. I see a guy selling loose leaf cigarettes mm-hmm. and he's killed. See, that's what gets us up in arms. I should. And the reality is that white Americans have con- created the conditions that require a phrase like Black Lives Matter. Do you know what I would give to live in a world where I didn't have to say Black Lives Matter? And as you may be aware, there was a time in our history in which that was true to an embarrassingly large extent. But guess what? I had nothing to do with that one. That wasn't me. If I had relatives a zillion years ago that did, that's a problem. But I'm not going to apologize for them because I'm not them. They get to be responsible for what they did. I'll be responsible for what I have done. But so many people are convinced that there is a pandemic of white on black violence in this country. And we are forced to set the record straight. Colin Kaepernick and every other person that's been in the news. Before we begin, let me tell you that we are going back into the creepy sort of back corner of the boiler room in the dark. I am forcing myself into the talk show host horror movie here. Simply talking about this topic in public is like having a sleepover party with Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, and Freddy Krueger, all of them white, by the way. So to avoid what little career I have being sliced into pieces by razor fingers, I will try to be as precise as possible. Everything we're about to go through comes directly out of the expanded homicide data spreadsheet from the FBI's 2014 Uniform Crime Reporting with supplemental information from the U.S. Census. Get ready. The accusation from the media, Black Lives Matter, and the left is that white people are targeting black people in extraordinary numbers because of racism or something like that. The data tells us that this is not true. From the FBI, blacks are 13% of the population and commit 47% of murders. Whites are responsible for almost the same percentage of murders, 48%, but there are a lot more white people. They make up 77% of the population. Of course, white people do kill black people. Whites murdered 187 black people in 2014. However, black people killed 446 white people. In other words, blacks killed 138% more whites than the other way around, despite being outnumbered by whites almost 6 to 1. When it comes to blacks being killed, The sad but true fact is that black people murdered 12 times as many blacks as white people did. So let's look at what all of this means. What does it prove? Well, there is nothing, zero, 
to support an ongoing systemic racial slaughter of blacks by whites. Yes, there are horrible incidents that get tons of publicity. We live in a freaking country where David Duke is still involved in politics and seemingly tweeting all the time. We are far from perfect, but there is absolutely nothing that shows that violent racism is systematic in this country in any way, shape, or form. But there's more. What this data does not prove is David Duke's fantasy, that any piece of these elevated crime rates we just talked about are caused by skin color. There is no evidence that points to some systemic wave of violence against whites either. So how do you explain the elevated rates? Well, it's not guns. White homes are more than twice as likely to own guns. The issue isn't a race problem or a gun problem. Why is black-on-black crime such an issue? Follow along. People tend to live near people who are similar to them. People tend to kill people who live near them. About 7 in 10 blacks live in cities. About 8 in 10 whites do not. Cities are more violent. Blacks live in cities more often. And blacks live around other blacks. There are long-term progressive policies that have guaranteed that this situation is the reality and may never change until those policies are reversed. But stunningly, murder is not typically caused by appearance. This is an oversimplification, of course. You can read endless studies on this topic to try and parse the details. But you can boil it down pretty easily by realizing this. Yes, the person who says this is crazy. They look bad, they sound bad, and usually they smell bad. 73% of the abortions in this country are nigger control. We need that. But so is the person who says this. It's open season on killing white people and cops. It's unavoidable inescapable they're both freaking nuts a reminder to the media when you only call one of them out you're doing it wrong so to review whites are not hunting blacks this is good blacks are not hunting whites this is also good crime rates are dropping and the only people who are trying to change that are the race baiting activists who make their living off the tension well that and the actual murder despite the fact that I have been quoting FBI spreadsheets for the past few minutes, I anxiously await the Freddy Krueger glove to the back from the horror movie that is the media. Holy crap. I I don't know if I've ever seen such racism. What do you mean? Spewed on a television program such as that. How dare you? How dare you say that more blacks kill whites than whites kill blacks how dare you say that you racist what gives you the right to say something like that the fbi spreadsheet you also didn't apologize no for what you're saying that all of your someone in your family i didn't i I did not Uh, i had nothing to do with that wow wasn't even born wasn't even on the planet at the time Uh, it occurred hello wow uh, programming uh, hello, programming. What gives you the off? right oh, to say these things? Wow. <laughs> it's hard to articulate how racist your racism was in that uh, as you're trying to eliminate racism, all you do is spew it. I thought I solved it. You're saying it's not no. solved. Mm-hmm. No, you, you made it much, lady. much worse. Yeah. <laughs> you made it worse? And look at, look at how, many, how many blacks do you use in that segment? None. Well, no, it was just it me. It was you. Well, I mean, I and what are you? What are you? What are you? I had pictures. What is of- your ethnicity? <laughs> what is your race? White. 
In fact, you're so white, you're almost transparent. You're Casper the Friendly Freaking Ghost. <laughs> and, then, and then you have the nerve to say that more white people are killed by blacks than black people killed by whites. But that's just true from the, stat, the statistical... Oh, says who? The FBI. Yeah, and what are they? Who's white. the leader of the FBI? A white guy. <laughs> I can't... Man, you just don't get it. No, I don't. You don't get it. I definitely You and not. your white privilege. Mm -hmm. I do not get it at all. I okay. Will, I, will, I will admit that. Whatever. But. Whatever. Well, if you have people uh, that mm. you know that are like Pat, mm. you know, hardcore liberal activists, <laughs> they might like the fact that you send some of your money every single month uh, to a phone company that donates it. Yeah, maybe Black Lives Matter. Maybe Black Lives Matter. Yeah, um, maybe. In fact, I would say probably likely yeah. to groups like Black Lives Matter and worse, by the way. Um, you know, and, and that's not something you're going to be happy about, but you probably are thinking to yourself, well, nothing I can do about it. Do? Nothing I can do about it. Actually, there is. Fortunately, there's Patriot Mobile. Uh, they offer nationwide talk and text, all the stuff you want and need, like high-speed 4G LTE data, really competitive prices. You're going to pay a lower price than you're paying right now, and... They donate 5% of your monthly bill, not to Planned Parenthood, but to a conservative organization that you choose. Yeah, this is not just uh, a bunch of causes. Now, look, we all like to support causes, but we also mm -hmm. like to make phone calls and have our texts go through. Yes. Okay. In fact, if, if it's just about supporting the cause, you're probably not going to do it. No. Right? Uh, but you get the same quality service. Yep. You get the same, uh, you know, you don't have to deal with some, like, ancient flip phone here. You're getting all the best phones, the iPhones, Samsung, everything you need. Um, and you're going to support conservative values with your money instead of liberal ones, That's really um, awesome. which is probably something, if you're listening to the show or watching, you're probably interested in. So what do I do? Well, you could uh, yell really loud. You could yell really loud about it. I want that! Don't do it. Hey, wait a minute. Don't do take my money and give it to, uh, to, to Planned Parenthood. Yeah, you could say work. that really loud. Instead, go to PatriotMobile.com slash blaze. PatriotMobile.com slash blaze. Or call them at 877 Three six seven seventy five twenty four eight seven seven three six seven seventy five twenty four. It's Patriot Mobile. And remember, they're going to pay three hundred fifty dollars of your switching fee. So oh, uh, don't forget about that. That's important. Yeah. you're not going to get screwed in this deal. PatriotMobile.com. Hi, that's too. Uh, apparently, the Twitterverse fell in love with Kenneth Bone last <laughs> night. Uh, who is Kenneth Bone, you might be wondering? He asked a question, and people loved him immediately. There's Kenneth right there. He asked about energy, if I remember correctly. Uh, what about energy? Is it something like that? It's like, uh, uh, so what about energy independence? Yeah, which is, is that ever going to be attained? An overlooked uh, answer by Hillary Clinton, which she said we were energy independent for the first time, which is not uh, true. No, not true. But, uh, I mean, it, it is closer. close. To her credit, it's pretty close. Yeah, our, uh, all from policies that they opposed. But, yes, we are moving yes. closer. Yes, um, They had nothing to do with nothing it. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know what it had a lot to do with it is oil. Um, Fracking. And if, Fracking, mm -hmm. uh, which extracts oil and natural gas. So mm -hmm. that's really Fossil what fuels. is. Mm -hmm. Fossil fuels has made us almost energy independent right now. But I'm sure that Kenneth Bone wanted to know about renewable energy <laughs> sources. Is that what he heard? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Twitter uh, jumped all over him. Look how much uh, they love him. Yeah, asked a question. Parody account of the man has already racked up nearly 2,000 followers. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that's a nice thing. Uh, you know, Twitter is not necessarily a nice space. Now, do you want some t uh, tweets about K 
Kenneth Bone? Yeah. Okay, because he's been on TV, by the way, um, and uh, he's been playing into this a little bit. I guess he wore the sweater because he, um, he had a nice suit. And uh, as he went to the debate, he realized he gained 30 pounds and split his pants as he sat down. So I just switched to the red sweater. Oh, wow. Man, do I hate that when that happens. I got news for you, though. The sweater doesn't cover up the split pants. No, he had to change outfits completely. Oh, okay. So, yes. It's <laughs> uh, good. Um, I don't know. Or maybe he has split pants, too. I don't know. Uh, here's some tweets. This BuzzFeed put a list together, of course, of 27 really, really good tweets about debate hero Ken Bone. Debate hero. Um, Kenneth Bone is here to remind you it's sweater weather. <laughs> okay. um, Kenneth Bone, fashion icon and disposable camera user. Now, I will say to defend him, because my wife noticed the same thing. How the hell are people taking pictures with disposable cameras? They must have given them to all the audience members because they all had them. Yeah, so maybe oh, really? they were like, probably you have did. to leave your phone outside. Here's a disposable camera. Or something. Oh, probably. Um, thank you, Kenneth Bone, for breaking the tension with being named Kenneth Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he? D- um <laughs> Kenneth Bone is the therapist this country needs. <laughs> yeah, just, as you look at the pictures, they kind of all fit. Funny. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kenneth Bone is the human version of a hug. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ken Bone, an undecided voter, but not an undecided dresser. <laughs> I, know. I mean, if he just changed it's pants, he would have been okay. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. He's, he's got a red sweater on. That's not that bad. What's Ken- wrong with it? Kenneth Bone once gave me lunch money when I forgot mine at home. <laughs> it seems like the type of guy who would do that. Doesn't he? Yep. Um, uh, in U.S. history books 2050, and in that moment, the Republic was saved by a man named Ken Bone. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, someone bought me coffee at the drive at the Starbucks drive-thru. I think it was Kenneth Bone. Uh, yeah, it kind of yeah, feels like it was the car in front of me. Right. Uh, Ken Bone is the hero we need, but not the one we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, this one's really funny. Someone named uh, Tanya Chen uh, tweeted, Ken Bone probably has a hot wife. Ken Bone responded and said, yes, I do. <laughs> Which is a great answer. It's great. <laughs> so there you go. The Ken Bone saga. We should, we should search and see if Ken Bone's wife really is hot. I know. Because I, I, I have my doubts. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Well, Donald Trump, is that Maybe. you? <laughs> no. Or is it Billy no. Bush? No, right. no, no. Neither. Pat Gray has been no. suspended from no, no. the show. <laughs> uh, we're announcing that. Now. Really? Yeah. I can leave yes. now? Then? No, no. You have to stay, I mean. Oh, I get to be suspended oh, from the show. Uh, all right. So there was an interesting moment last night where, uh, and I noticed it, and I thought, wow, that's really weird, because the same thing would happen to uh, Obama, except he'd just leave it there. Uh, Fly found uh, Hillary last night on the uh, debate st- stage, and here's, here's that exciting moment. Let me start by saying that so much of what he's just said is not right, but he gets to run his campaign any way he chooses. No. He gets oh, to decide what he wants to talk about. Fly landed right on her eye. And then flew she away. She shook it off, though. Yeah. yeah. That, see, that's a normal human reaction to that moment. Yes. Uh, unlike yes. Barack Obama. who Barack let, Obama let it crawl around. Crawl around and made tunnels through its nose. <laughs> yeah. I won't crawl up it. his nose and out his eye socket. No, it was creepy. It he was, was gross. They, they opened up, like, amusement parks for bugs that would come and visit and go on rides on his face. <laughs> I mean, it was really a long, extended process. <laughs> With Barack Obama. With Hillary, it was just a weird moment. There was a fly civilization living yes. in his hair. It was kind of weird. Um, in fact, they became very sophisticated and advanced yeah. over time. They lived there so long that they are now technologically ahead of us. They cured cancer they for cure a insects, long time ago. But not for humans yet. 
<laughs> they're working on it. They're though. working on it. Um, they're working on it. Uh, so the ratings for the debate were actually down significantly, which is surprising to me, at least. 19% down, I believe, from um, the first debate. But more surprisingly than that, because I mean, it's the first one. Everyone's going to watch that first one. Mm-hmm. Debate ratings for the second debate were lower than the 2012 second debate um, by 7%. But, now, part of that was because Romney blew out Obama, and there, it was a, a lot of... Holy crap, was Romney going to win this thing? If he smokes him again, he might win. Mm-hmm. Um, they had drawn the race very close at that point. Um, this one, I think, is more because you have... Well, it was up against some other um, it was up against things. the Green Bay Packers yep. S- and New York Giants. Sunday Night Football. So Sunday Night Football, Market which is one huge. in New York and a big yes. national falling in Green yeah. Bay. Obviously, yes. America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, were in the middle of locking up the which ALDS. no one cared about. No one cared about I Eight disagree. people watched it. You were the... I disagree. Seven. And, and finally, and probably most uh, importantly, um, yeah. other, other than the Blue Jays obviously winning, was the hurricane. Hurricane worked yeah. out power for you know, millions of people, so it's possible yeah. that is a that they couldn't watch. as well. And even a lot of people that had power, if you're just got smashed by a hurricane, you're thinking, right. I don't have time for that freaking debate. Exactly. Yeah, you're cleaning up. I will say, so. however, that explains some of it, but I'm surprised it would be mm-hmm. that far. I mean, that was a big, big drop-off. Surprising. And what, how big was the drop? I think it was 19% from debate one. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Um, you know, maybe, if it was 5%, I would say it's probably the hurricane. 19 is a big number. I mean, yeah. I, and especially coming off of that, because I wanted to tune in. Even I if, still think NFL football is a big deal. Yeah, but uh, wasn't the last one against the, yeah, the last time was a, last time was against the Monday night game. Was it? Yeah, it was the Falcons and oh, well, Saints. The Falcons, come on. Falcons, Saints. <laughs> we spit on that. That's true. Spit on that game. Uh, more patents do coming up in a sec. I just wish people, I mean, I know a lot of people watch, but do people realize that the Toronto Blue Jays won? They're going to ALCS yeah, right now. Yeah, and they still like, do that's not. happening. They still it's do happening. not. It's happening. And it was that big, it was they the last second, you know, so up 5-1, to one, they blew the lead, 6-5. More people, I guarantee you, care about BYU's win over the weekend no, than they do the stick of Blue Jays. Yes, I guarantee it. that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Well, let me find something for you here. <laughs> There's got to be something I can... So maddening. You're Why don't just... you just prepare? Yeah, you're so maddening. Probably find you're like Trump before mean... a debate. Yeah. Like, oh, let me find an answer to that question about Aleppo. Hold on, let me find... Oh, I got nothing. I don't do any show prep. Okay, don't, don't well, maybe me. you should. Believe me. Look, I don't know anything about the inner workings of Russia, Okay. <laughs> Or anything else for that matter. So one of my favorite uh, stories from the weekend was, uh, Uh of course, we had, you know, the uh, hurricane. We got the debate. But also out out west, uh, the Rolling Stones uh, were performing uh, with uh, The Who and uh, Paul McCartney. Wow. I know. She's wait, though. Okay, the Rolling Stones outbuild. Paul McCartney? The Rolling Stone, well, it was a, a weekend. Uh, I don't think that they all performed at the same time. No, but together, right? Yeah. Uh, the Stones, I mean, wouldn't McCartney, you say, well, the Who and wouldn't Dylan. Wouldn't you start with Paul McCartney and then eh. say the Stones? No, because the Stones are, are it, baby. They've got a new album coming out. Okay. Brand new album coming out. <sighs> and uh, some, you know, look. How? Um, Ronnie Wood, yeah. uh, at 68 years old. Had a baby. Twins. Yeah. Okay, Twins. Dad. He had two babies. Twins. Mm-hmm. Mick Jagger. 
really nice. At 72 years old? Had a baby. I was just having a baby. That's his 29-year-old girlfriend. Having my baby. Uh, Melanie. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. I am. I mean, Mick Jagger and the Stones are almost running neck and neck now with um, Hugh Hefner. I mean, I don't know who my hero is more now, Hugh Hefner or the Stones. (laughs) These guys. It's weird to have a a hero that's so much younger than you, though, right? (laughs) Well, that's, (laughs) yes. That's why. That's weird. My gosh, that is why they're my hero. And we got Halloween coming up, too. Yeah. Uh, We've already pulled the plug. I do with my favorite Halloween. You mean we've already pulled the plug? Pulled the plug on one beautiful costume. Which They're is? complaining. First, they complained about. Uh, I think we've pulled the plug on the Disney uh, Rock character uh, from his latest movie, uh, um, where he plays uh, Moana. Right? He's the the Islander. Why? They pull it because you can't. It's, you can't is that be appropriating a, culture or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't be doing that. You gotta yeah. be kidding. What me. movie was that? Uh, it's the latest animated oh, from okay. Disney. Um, okay. And we've also. The tranny granny costume has been what? pulled. I know. Oh, no. I know. Weren't you the model for that? So, I, I probably, I probably could have been, actually. Mm. And now it's a uh, look: probably. sexist, racist, ageist, sexist, homophobic, racist, transphobic ageist. costumes oh, are flooding stores and websites. But this one had to go. It's an offensive stereotype rolled into one. And now I guarantee uh, there's 30 other varieties ab- of other companies doing absolutely. it. Go ahead, shut them down. Absolutely. Now, the tranny granny costume uh, is a fancy dress, one, mm-hmm. the one size fits all, and you get, uh, you get the uh, uh, butt and boob pad and the babushka. But this, the picture has them with a the, with the broom and glasses and a cigarette. You're going to have to add those. That's part okay. of adding to the character. Sure. I mean, are we seriously? Yes. Banning seriously. Halloween. Yes. Yes. Outfits. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah. It, it just is. That we're we're there now, and that so is pretty soon. Agonizing. You'll have to just do away with Halloween because every costume will offend somebody, and and we'll just have to go out dressed as, you know, you can't you can't be a hobo because you're offending the homeless. Uh, you can't be the manny granny. Uh, because granny. well, this is the Manny Granny, the dress bud boob pad babushka. That says Manny Granny, okay. but it's a it's a tranny. Is what you're calling it? <laughs> Maybe this is their uh, this their is their answer. Yeah. yeah, this is their yeah. answer. Well, I'm not to tranny. tranny. It's just a man. It's that a Manny Granny. Exactly what it is. Exactly. a problem with his gender normative standards you're applying to our site. That's exactly. We just think what that men is. can be grandmothers. That's great. I mean, that's it. That's uh, it's probably it. Okay, well, good. Amazing. All right. Thank you. That uh, was Jeffy, a great segment. You did a good job today. It was terrific stuff. No, seriously. Seriously. I mean, that was great. wow. That was great. Are I you mean, blown away? You know, I just feel like I, the only thing I am upset about uh-huh. is the fact that you probably stayed up all night putting that together. What, a, what an in-depth uh, segment where you clearly did a lot of work to prepare for it. <laughs> and I just wanted to thank you for that. Even no, though I, I know, it obviously took him over 35 seconds. I did not. That's not obvious to me at all. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> okay. It was a totally fine segment. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine, Jeff. Uh, let's tell you about this one, though, Jeff. I think you'll enjoy this, because this is, um, this is you, you might enjoy this, because you're in this situation. People who go into media just for the money, even though they hate what they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. There's you. so many of those. Yeah, right? This is you, for oh, sure. please, right? who doesn't do it for the money? I mean, these are actors who did a movie for the money. Um, what are they doing it for? Uh, I mean, 
I'm doing it for world peace. I, I did rush student. hour well, so that so that people could come together in a unified way in love well, and respect. There, look, there of course are, you're doing it for the money. Partially. But there are times that, that actors will take go to artistic art house movies that nobody's going to see. They'll take roles. Like, for example, the guy in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jonah Hill. He took that job for scale, for union scale. Yeah, because he loved the movie. Um, he just or loved the movie and really wanted to be involved in it and, and did it for that reason. Um, you know, uh, actors do things. Like, you know, Sylvester Stallone famously with Rocky said he was going to, I have to be the star of it or you can't have the script. Right. Um, you know, he probably could have made, uh, you know, they probably would have paid him to let someone else act in that part. Mm-hmm. But he really wanted to do it. Um, and those, those decisions are, of course, both partially motivated by future money. Absolutely. Um, Jonah's not going to... I mean, Jonah does that, and that's wonderful and everything, but he, by promoting himself doing that... Yeah, it paid right. off. But paid off for him. But, but it's also, it's also it's calculated respect, risk. right? Yeah. Like, you yeah, want to yeah. be respected by your peers. But come on, Sometimes what has Jackie Chan done that's, like, sophisticated and... and Apparently something. Because in 2012, he was asked this question. He uh-huh. said, I have reasons to do each film. I have something to say. Uh, unlike oh. Rush Hour, stop it. Um, there was no reason in making it. You just give me the money and I'm fine. I dislike Rush, Rush Hour the most, but ironically, it sold really well in the U.S. and Europe. He actually has gone on even further than that, saying that he didn't understand some of the racially tinged jokes against him. Really? At the time. Yeah. Uh, it's a funny movie. I, I, you well, know, you're racist, we've, so. we've gotten so sensitive. You know, this is yes. back, I will say so this is stupid. back in the era before I saw. Yeah, it was racism. 1998, so it wasn't. It was before I solved racism. Right. On the Wonderful World of Stew. Okay. Uh, so now it's solved, and we can all That's move right. on with our lives. But this That's is an right. interesting history lesson. Good point. Uh, Morgan Freeman in London has fallen? He, he did that for the money? That, that's an artistic uh, achievement right there. I, yeah. I don't know why he's saying that. He's been in more than 100 movies. He's actually in all of them. He's yes, in all he's movies. How many movies movie have there been? He's Isn't been in all now. of them. He says, give me all the scripts. Uh, he, he does <laughs> when, That's damn near true. When making press rounds earlier this year uh, for London Has Fallen, the sequel, uh, Freeman admitted that his biggest motivation for returning to the series was because of the paycheck, especially since he doesn't know if and when the next big budget movie will come calling. That studio, they'll be right back out there making another movie, and you never know when they're going to call you back. They Thank always call you, you back. Yeah. They always call you back, Morgan. Especially Morgan. You mean, I mean, they have to have him in every movie. Wasn't there a controversy That's a good with Morgan movie, Freeman? Too. Have you seen it? No. I saw it on Vid oh, Angel. It's yeah. really good. London has fallen. Loved yeah. it. I loved it. Hmm. Uh, the first one was good too. Because he yeah. had some. He's had some pretty major controversies in his life as well. Um, Morgan Freeman and people still keep calling. They'll keep calling forever. He's had controversies. Yeah. Everything like such as. We've been over them before. We have. Well, yeah, we have actually. Why are you reluctant to say them now? Well, because now you're looking at me and I'm starting to doubt my memory of this. Are you really? Oh, but there well, was... I know he said something about God that wasn't very popular. No, it was about like a relative. He's, yeah, he's dating his. <laughs> His granddaughter. His younger granddaughter. Wait, what? I don't remember that at all. He's dating his granddaughter? This is why I didn't say it. It's, it's, is that real? It's a rumor. She's a, it's a rumor, right? It's she's, a rumor. I mean, look, Pat. Oh, come she's on. She's always with him, okay? That's all That's all I'm saying. They're not dating. Okay, so people are, not dating. are rumoring behind his back that he's dating oh, his granddaughter. Back. Uh, I, I must have been sick that day or wasn't here because no, I do about, not no, remember the Morgan about, Freeman yeah. dating his granddaughter story. Yeah. Plus, uh, Morgan and that Freeman, I would remember. Uh, first, of I all, like him. Morgan uh, Morgan Freeman, while you know, jokingly is in every movie. Um, 
<laughs> he decides to do movies for the money, right? So that he can go and, and narrate, date his narrate his narrate his stupid penguin movie for <laughs> nothing. You know what I mean? Narrate his Come penguin. On. Holy crap! So I, this is an interesting. He's um, a good narrator, though. Yeah, uh, like yeah, hello. he's good. So he can do the Hillary Clinton. Yes. Uh, yes. Wait, presentation so here, for free. Let me give you this terribly sad update to the story, which I did oh, not know. No. Um, the granddaughter that he was rumored to have an affair with. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure wasn't true, but uh, she was apparently murdered. Oh, good golly! In yeah. 2015, by in Morgan, New York. probably. Oh, uh, his step granddaughter. Oh, it's um, his step granddaughter. Well, then that's okay. Right, it's not blood. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Six right. years ago, insiders told Radar about an alleged wow. affair between the Shawshank wow. Redemption star and Adina Hines during a time when right. the actor was divorcing his wife of 25 years. Hines was 45 years younger than him and not a blood relative. Freeman strongly denied the affair, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, the story was false. Sources insisted that the affair destroyed the marriage, blah, blah, blah. But I guess... uh, But then she was killed, huh? She was apparently murdered in New York City. Really sad. Holy crap, that's terrible. Italy stabbed. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, man. Mm. That's really bad. So anyway, uh, I mean... Okay. Well, that took an ugly turn for uh, Morgan Freeman doing London Has Fallen. Uh, Again, what was my instinct to that story? To not bring it up. Yeah, and And, and and we we should have stuck to that. Uh, Richard (laughs) Dreyfuss in Poseidon Adventure. Oh, but that's the 2006 version. Yes. Now, they shouldn't have done the 1970s version either, because what a stupid bad movie that was. Oh, I disagree. But uh, when asked what led to his about face, because he said he wasn't going to do it anymore, Dreyfuss was forthright. Money. Simple. I announced my retirement just one number short of winning the Spanish National Lottery. I waited until the 10th, and then I'm retired. Oh, crap. Uh, so that's why I came back. Unretirement seems to suit Dreyfus. He's accumulated more than 20 credited roles yeah. since. He realized, he realized, you know, if I don't work and all this good life that I like living costs money. Yeah. Yeah. It does, sadly, doesn't it? <clears throat> the next one's really sad. Go ahead. Yeah, Alex Guinness uh, from Star Wars. As I love Alec Guinness, Guinness in this. I yeah. mean, he's brilliant as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, he was he was awesome. And then he just, he's always hated the role, and he badmouthed the movie over yeah. and over. I don't know why. And it just, it really hurt him, Come I on, think. Alec. I don't a think lot that there's a... Uh. It was a great movie, and everybody loves it. What are you doing badmouthing it all the time? Um, he says, apart from the money, I regret having embarked on the film. I like them well enough, uh, but it's not an acting job. The dialogue, which is lamentable, keeps being changed and only slightly improved. And I find myself old and out of touch with the young. He's yeah, he's, he's said worse things than that about it, but yes. it's, it's kind of sad because he's, he he's a tremendous actor, and there's nothing wrong with doing a great movie like that. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, I guess, I guess he kind of thought of himself, though, like Shakespearean quality. Yeah, he, he, and he, was he felt it. like he was above it. Yeah. No question. Um, I love this one, though, and this is a, a great role. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane. <laughs> He uh, was offered the role of uh, uh, Murdoch to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And usually he only did art house movies. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was <laughs> so well known. He's a, a huge art house oh, yeah. flick yeah. actor. Yeah. And, uh, and so this was a little beneath him as yeah. well. Um, he, he felt the same way as Alec Guinness. Because this was big time Hollywood money. It wasn't independent money or anything. So. No. They offer him $30,000. Um, and he, his agent replied and asked for thirty-five because that's how much the rug cost that he wanted to buy. 
Um, well, it, think about that, though. It was, what, 1972 or something? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Zucker said it was an oriental rug, an art piece, oh, not one to walk on, I don't think. So wow. our initial reaction was, that's got to be the best line we've ever heard from an agent. It was like, boy, this guy's really creative. But then a couple of weeks later, there's an article in Time with a picture of Kareem standing in front of the Oriental rug he bought for $35,000 after we paid him. <laughs> that's it awesome. Yeah. All and, right. Uh, so they gave it to him because they thought it was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. More patents, too, coming up in a sec. Are you learning any lessons from that, Jeff? People get rewarded when they lie. Hmm. Wait, that wouldn't happen in this country, oh though. No. I only want to reward people for constantly oh, lying. No way. <laughs> <laughs> A series that Glenn talked about on radio a while ago uh, called The Man in the High Castle. It's, I guess it's about the Nazis winning World War II, right? And what America would be like now. Right. Well, it's Is that a, right, Jeffy? It's a series, so Jeffy's seen it. Jeffy's seen it. It's been broadcast. Now, we were actually excited about this when it launched. It's an Amazon original. Ridley Scott is their director, I believe. Yeah, and oh it, wow, yeah, it is about uh, you know if if the Nazis had won World War II. Okay, um, and, well here's a preview uh, before you get uh, too breathy. Um, Man in the High Castle season two trailer. Here it is. A little look. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my <laughs> These films are reality like ours, but not ours. The future belongs to this is our moment. We must not hesitate. It's not safe here. You should leave. This isn't the man I want to be. I'd like to resign. You don't get to resign. Close my eyes. Man is only as strong as the people around him. And for them, he must give everything. Or else everything he has done has been for nothing. My name is Juliana Crane. I need asylum. Welcome to Ray. You know I need no charges to order your death. I saw something. The city was destroyed by an atomic bomb. You proved yourself, kid. Think how proud your father will be. We're done. You had a dream of the past. No, it didn't. Feel like a dream. Most people are different, depending on whether they're hungry, safe, or scared. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. Uh, huh. I mean, I, yeah, it didn't look good to you? It's interesting. I mean, I was really high on watching mm. it when it started, and I watched yeah. an episode or two, and it was it was okay, but it, like it, it focused too much on like individual relationships for my taste. Like it was like not about the big picture, it was about 
the small picture. It, and you don't then, want them to has, create a character. You don't want that. No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, believe me. But it's like, yeah. I, you know. If, uh, they got to develop it a little right. bit. Right. Like, what part of Star Wars do you like? The love story between Anakin and. The, no. no. It's like, I, I, I won't mind no. some of that in there, but it's like, I want the big. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it also has some, like, supernatural elements. Especially to it, because that's such like. a great I don't premise. I want to get too breathy to talk about it. So yeah, don't get too breathy. Well, you're usually just breathing into the mic all the time. You might as well continue.